0: back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast with the Champions League heating up the Premier League race coming down to the wire and the MLS season getting started in full swing we've got a lot to talk about so let's kick off
1: secrets I have held in my heart are harder to hide than I thought maybe just wanna be yours,
0: I wanna be yours, I wanna be all, wanna be all, wanna be all, wanna be all, want let me be all, let me Welcome Stocker talk lads podcast now uh as i am in florida but you know i don't think that changes anything we were already not in the same room so really I, basically i'm anything.
2: basically in another state anyway
0: yeah yeah i mean you're on the missouri side so
2: we still keep you but i would never i would never venture too far except for no, this week i would never venture we too will far. we'll talk about
0: your ventures into uh, <laughs> kansas um yeah. a state that you know, Missouri truly hates. I think it's. Yeah. we joke about Kansas now. And then I think about our history and I'm like, Oh yeah, there's, there's some real bad blood there.
2: Literally, yeah. Literally, Trying to so. think too deep into it. into who Missouri represents, we'll try not to dive too deep into that's right the social implications of that. But needless to say,
0: <laughs> all I know is that Mizzou <laughs> is now the good guys. That's and right. Therefore that must've been true in perpetuity.
2: That's right. Um, going back in history. Yeah. Again, again, listeners don't look too deeply into that.
0: Please don't. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Please do not Google. If you don't know about uh, Missouri, Kansas conflict, don't Google it. Mm. Don't ask about it. Um, Just assume that we're telling the truth. Right. All right. Uh, So we hop into some soccer. I almost said hockey. My brain is broken, but uh, it's the middle of champions league right now, which is really exciting. It's the middle of a very contentious once again, two team, premier league race which is also very exciting it is the beginning of the st louis city two teams season still i guess we can call it the beginning the early stages
3: yeah it might um, like at the very games.
0: least yeah early what
2: stages. what
0: did they call it um in in uh in british english they said like early doors or early something like that Early Hell days, no. something like that <laughs> anyway um i enjoy it when they say it but not enough to apparently remember it uh, and uh, MLS is in full swing. CONCACAF Champions League is about to close probably by the time we're done with this. And uh, where do you want to start tonight, Justin?
2: So I guess we should probably talk some Premier League. I'm just like, or not really, Champions League. I'm just antsy to talk about mainly this Real Madrid City game, but I guess we can talk about Liverpool too if you want, Stephen.
0: Well, we can talk about Liverpool in, in saying that these, this is one of the most
2: lopsided
0: <laughs> pairs of, of Champions League
2: semi It really is. It was such a letdown before we like dive deep into the games. Like like uh, kind of paying attention. Like I wasn't watching today as in-depthly as I was yesterday just because I had things to do in the middle of the day. Um but yesterday I like was trying to work during Man City and Real Madrid just to mm-hmm. date this podcast a little bit and I couldn't because it was just like it's the type of game that if i was trying to get people into the sport like that's the first game i'd show them just because it was two teams both at like the top of their game both historic well sitting out historic powerhouses with two really good coaches two squads mm-hmm. that spend a lot of money just like throwing haymakers for 90 minutes
0: yeah yeah on the other side just to put a bow on the villarreal thing scored a unbelievable upset probably one of the biggest i would assume over two games in champions league history and eliminating Mm -hmm. Bayern munich yeah um which is you know i mean there isn't anybody in the world who called that (laughs) happening so it's a credit to them but it's it's just like in the um in like the march madness tournament you know when you get that kind of who was it this year saint peters or whoever that went yeah um, way deep and you like, oh this is really cool but like we know it's going to hit the wall at some point you know yeah and with Villarreal the wall appears to have been Liverpool who um, uh, can't speak claimed wow my my voice really broke there claimed the two goal uh aggregate lead on the road uh which for anyone who not is not familiar with Champions League rules road goals become the tiebreaker now so um essentially you know villarreal
2: has to score so steven i don't know if you're aware of this but was it was
0: it at anfield and then my brain's broken
2: yeah so away goals are no longer a thing this year and it's like what yeah oh that's the thing i missed. Yes. okay then i'm an idiot so it's confusing i know because like i swear what's people were... the tiebreaker then do
0: they just go to penalties? they
2: just go yeah they just go to extra time Okay. I mean, I guess I'm like, cool with yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. That's how it should I be. I kind
0: of like the strategy of away goals, though, to be honest. I liked it in FIFA, where I was like, oh, did I score four away goals? Then I don't have to start nobody today, you know? Yeah, you just
2: need to get the one goal, and then... like Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. Um, but in any case... Uh,
0: okay, so I, I look like an idiot. However, <laughs> I don't think it was ever going to matter, because I don't think Real is going to beat Liverpool by multiple goals in the next game anyway so it shouldn't really be an issue mm-hmm. um so let's talk us why don't you talk us through the man city uh real madrid game i've yeah, talked yeah. about liverpool already more than i <laughs> intended to and we'll have to talk about it more because i do want to talk about that everton game a bit.
2: yeah before we move on stephen how big is the city of villarreal if you were to guess I guess the
0: population, population. wise yeah
2: Oh, boy, I don't even have a ballpark for this. Um, it's a very small city. But, like, small enough for, like, a big-ish city.
0: I was going to guess, like, 400,000.
2: Oh, no, smaller than that. <laughs> uh, way smaller. Um, 150,000? 50,000, Stephen, Ooh. the city of the Royale. Now has a team in the semifinals of the Champions League. Wow. Well, congratulations to them. Could happen to St. No, Louis, um, you know?
0: who was uh, it there are no uh what's the swedish
2: the swedish team that had a uh crap I'll think is it molda is that what you're thinking of um, <laughs> no i'll think of it but you just okay. you start talking about all right i'll start and, talking about actual games you think about teen, uh, cities in sweden yeah, we'll we'll touch back that's right malmo
0: oh <laughs> malmo, malmo
2: yes that.
0: malmo which is apparently i learned the other day a shamefully racist place so really shame on you melmo i don't
2: know enough yeah, i about guess it. they have a
0: lot of like uh turkish like anti-turkish wow. sort of you know the typical european racism
2: yeah um real anti-western europe
0: or yeah
2: Eastern europe, exactly. i guess let me, let me think about my directions here
0: <laughs> oh. oh race racism in sweden is its own wikipedia
2: article that's oh. probably a
0: good, good sign <laughs>
2: so before we talked about soccer today we talked about uh how missouri is good and uh racism in sweden which is the real racist place not missouri everyone a record a
0: record of 60 anti-semitic attacks were reported in 2012 in the city of malmo um, from an average 22 in the two years before that so what's going on malmo,
2: get your shit together. <laughs> i sweden was like very like non-religious i didn't think that that was a
0: so I guess maybe Malmo is a fairly high Islamic
2: population, and that's why there's the anti-Semitism. I don't know, Sweden. Get your shit together. <laughs> Add it to the list along with um, Oklahoma, the places that this podcast. Twelve percent of the population
0: is Islamic, which doesn't sound like that much, but feels like it's probably a lot for Sweden.
2: Yeah, um, I guess when you're used to like just being such a homogenous culture, that any sort of immigration and like even like from a refugee standpoint of like people coming in at like a big opportunity like Mm -hmm. a lot of people at a time i'm sure it's sure there's some tension there
0: yeah i just want to say before we get back to the game uh justin that I really enjoy our completely spurious fact-finding missions that we all- go on almost every episode. I enjoy
2: it too. And I feel like I it's a real. it's really part of our charm. People like I hear from hope, the experience of, of people who should get that.
0: If you didn't if you came today thinking you were gonna learn about anti-Semitism in Malmo, Sweden, then you have it's a real problem.
2: Something we're gonna have to catch uh, Ian up on because he is right. dodging yeah, us he's gonna we have a quiz ready right.
0: for him. <laughs> I forgot I forgot to mention that off the top ian um got married to skip our last podcast uh and uh this today closed on a house to skip so this podcast he's, he's so, so i don't know what he's going to come up with next time i guess pregnancy i guess well yeah he's gonna have a kid stuff.
2: yeah yeah so um all right let's talk we'll about city <laughs>
0: If he skips next episode, I'm going to be real su- suspicious. Oh, yeah. I'm like, he is. is There's something you can't tell me now, but will be able to tell me in like six yeah. weeks from now. And we're going <laughs> to replace
2: him with someone from Tectonic Takes if he keeps us up. That's <laughs> we'll right. We'll just get a ringer. Okay.
0: <laughs> Although those guys know soccer, so they can't really play in role in our little triad here, but we'll, we'll make, make it something work. up. Yeah. All right. Real Madrid Man City. Take us through
3: it, just.
2: <laughs> all right. So the game started off quick. Kevin De Bruyne with a goal in the second minute, a like diving header, something you never see from Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, He's
0: pretty good at soccer though. Pretty
2: good. Pretty good at like finding the right space at the right time. You know, Uh Gabriel Jesus scored in the 11th minute with a assist from Kevin De Bruyne, of course. And this is like a, just a classic goal. Like that's what this game had. It was just like really good goals back and forth,
1: like mm-hmm. defenses
2: that may eh, could have been better, but I don't know how much better you can expect, especially on this green Benzema goal. Steve, I'm not sure how much he saw of it, but Benzema essentially had like the left shoulder of the defender to like wrap his foot around and like Mm -hmm. get the top of the ball to a point where it like bounced in front of the goalie, went under his arm, hit the side of the post and went in. It was like just such a satisfying strike.
0: Benzema has been so good.
2: yeah. Ain't mean, like that's an
0: understatement but like
2: it is an understatement but I feel like he's not valued for like just so. I
0: feel like I feel like I wrote him off. I mean when you think about Real Madrid you think about players who have a better reputation than Karim Benzema, I mm-hmm. guess. And he's been phenomenal.
2: Yeah, and I know some of that's probably because of his issues with the France team and his yeah and his personality yeah, in general.
0: But, <laughs> but I mean, he's I get credit where it's due. You know, he's a monster. And yeah, he deserves the recognition for
2: it. Like him and Lewandowski, just consistent goal scores every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mohamed Salah. And Mohamed Salah, of course. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to leave them out. I wouldn't let you. You know that. <laughs> So, even after that, it was pretty much all City, I would say, especially in these first like 20 minutes and like up until the Korean Benzema goal, maybe even a little bit after. Like, I felt like City could have had like five goals in these first, in this first salvo, you should say. But the thing about Real Madrid, Steven, is uh, they don't die. I don't know if you're well, aware. That's of true. That.
0: They don't. They don't go away
2: much. So that like was first half and two to one uh John Stones was injured too. Fernandinho comes in to play left back. That'll play into a goal later on. Uh, Phil Foden scored the third goal. Phil Foden was doing some crazy things in this game too. He's just bringing the ball down. There is a play that the Glazer Show tweeted out where the ball is coming in from like a ninety degree angle, and he just like gets it on his foot. with No bounce that one right.
0: was insane. I did see that clip. I don't think, I think that's one of the things about soccer that people don't, this is going to sound really elitist. I don't (laughs) claim to be a soccer expert either really myself, but like, if you're not, if you're not watching carefully, you can see a play like that and not realize how truly spectacular it is, you know? And I think that's one of the reasons that some people just don't gravitate towards soccer because it's just like so much of what makes soccer beautiful and makes it great is is that those nuances and hmm. those little bits and pieces that you know um they might not see if you're just not familiar with it because i certainly didn't and i'm sure i still miss a lot
2: but yeah you know some of those that... like little flair plays that <laughs> yeah yeah and some of the just the
0: movement of the game and the tempo hmm. and you know it really has like a rhythm to it if you're watching a good soccer game that is probably just going to look like ball bouncing you know mm-hmm. if you're if you're not really familiar with it yeah so i can't wait i'm really excited for um obviously i'm excited for stl city and a lot of reasons but like i think that's going to introduce that to a lot of people that i know that i would like to like soccer you know that don't necessarily yeah. and
2: i think like to go on a tangent it's going to take us like five hours to cover this game but <laughs> we, would never, we would never go on a tangent Like, I think that, and I have the same issue with basketball. It's like, I love basketball, but Mm. I don't have a rooting interest really like a local team that I just love, like being in St. Louis, Kansas City. There's just not that option. I think like soccer is that same way of you're not necessarily sure what to watch, especially if you don't have a rooting interest, like a game like this, where it's fantastic. And someone like me or you, Stephen, who enjoys soccer on its own, it's already into it can watch this game as a neutral and I kind of despise both these teams, but watching it as a neutral and just have like a really good time as they go after each other. But if you're not really like sure what you're looking at, like, do you feel that excitement or is it just like like two people kicking the ball back and forth?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's, I think it's hard to get into it unless you have a rooting interest. I guess that's true in a lot of sports, but mm. Um, soccer, I think, is the hardest probably to just pick up and like watch. I think it I just think...
2: it like seems more complicated than it is. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So moving on from that, so Phil Foden scores to make it three-one. Uh, Vinicius Junior also had himself a day, scores the second goal in the fifty-fifth minute, and then the subs start happening. So this is where you maybe look: does Pep overthink it? Is Carlo Ancelotti gonna get the best of him? uh Eduardo Camavinga comes in for Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. And then Bernardo Silva scores the fourth goal of the game to make it 4 2 City. Uh, Luka Modric comes off. Fernandinho gets a yellow because he got absolutely burned by Vinny Jr. They had to, like pull him down. It's on uh, seeing an old man who has maybe lost a step, try to keep up with someone who is as quick as Vinny Jr. is. He took like two strides and all of a sudden he's like 20 feet behind him. And Kareem Benzema gets a penalty in the 82nd minute. Brings Real Madrid within one, make it four three, and then the last ten minutes were both teams kind of going at each other again. No one able to really find the upper hand, and ends four three. Manchester City going back to Madrid, one goal difference. That should be a really good game next week.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool to watch. I'm really interested. I mean, I think, I think looking at it from a Liverpool perspective, as I am prone to do. Mm. I, you know, you probably you probably fear Real Madrid a little less, which isn't necessarily fair because they're obviously also a very good team. But there's just yeah. not as much baggage there. Um, but man, I mean, what? How can you do better in a, in a game? In you know, maybe not in international interest, obviously, because it only represents one country. But just in the drama of soccer, than mm-hmm. having Pep versus Klopp in in the biggest game that you can get two managers in and and just watch pep overmanage himself into oblivion as he always 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 does it's just it's just poetry it brings a tear to your eye you know so it really does it will be such a like i mean i, I really think we'll talk about here in a minute but i i i'm fully braced myself for a repeat of the um what that was 2019 title race where Liverpool and Man City are just gonna go neck and neck and not just, lose the rest no of the way out. No one's
2: gonna lose and be perfect um, the rest of the way out. Yeah. Which is, you know,
0: a carbon copy of what they did a couple of <laughs> years ago when Liverpool also lost by one point. Um, but what a fitting, you know, what a fitting into the season if you have Liverpool taking on Man City in the Champions League final and then in the um in the FA cup final, they've got Chelsea and, you know, obviously they are still very much in contention for the quadruple. I don't think they do it because as I just mentioned, I don't think that they are going to find that foothold in the, um, premier
2: league title Mm. race,
0: but, um, those are
2: which is crazy because you know? was one point like to think yeah. at one point is like <laughs> such an insurmountable lead <laughs> it
0: is crazy but you know it's like that's you got your chance to beat him head to head it's almost like a boss battle you know it's like you yeah. gotta beat this guy you gotta just beat him to get the best of him, or or you don't have a chance but I'm trying to think of this
2: um, from like a neutral standpoint, I think I would maybe rather see Real Madrid, even though I don't want Madrid to have any anything to do with another Champions League title, mm-hmm. and like it feels dirty to hope that <laughs> Liverpool would beat them. So I don't know; it's just a real lose lose situation. And in this Manchester United fans corner over here,
0: <laughs> I've got a question, and we can use this maybe to transition towards okay. the Premier League. But as a, well, you're not a neutral in the Premier League, obviously. You've got i mean like
2: my team's basically dead so what does it matter
0: (laughs) (laughs) well bearing that in mind like in a year where man city is or man united excuse me is effectively out of it is it more intriguing to you to watch a title race like this where it's you know, I think two, arguably the two best teams in the world, neck and neck, and um, never facing each other again. I mean, I think hmm. that's the disappointment. Is if they had a, a matchup against each other in like the final month of the season instead yeah. of you know like eleven weeks out or whatever, that would really be dramatic. But like, is it more interesting to watch this, or is it more interesting to see something where there are four or five teams and they're all kind of shuffling and trying to get there?
2: I mean, I think for me, I like seeing that two horse race of like two teams Mm -hmm. just operating to perfection for most of the year. Like from a soccer purist standpoint, like you're going to watch all those games and you're going to enjoy like Man City versus Aston Villa is not a game I would necessarily watch normally. But Mm -hmm. in this case, that's going to be very intriguing on the last day of the season. Um,
0: It does. It brings so much drama to those matchups. Yeah. But it virtually eliminates the drama from all the other matchups. I mean, obviously there will be relegation battles and and Champions League spots Ooh, which We on the will line, talk but, about. Um, oh, we'll talk about both. But like, it's it's very interesting because mm. it's like I was. I guess we can transition into this. I was talking. I was watching that Everton game just fully in.
2: What territory. a game! Like I was fully what a game, terrified. <laughs> um, I
0: I I just go back and forth between hatred and just deep deep respect for the levels of, of as the Brits say shithousery that yeah. Everton pulled off in the first half. Um I Premier League doesn't have officials apparently I guess I mean there was just no like he was just not I I heard a soccer I heard a Liverpool podcast obviously biased but they made a pretty good point of like yeah he didn't manage it in the first half well but he then didn't give Everton some things they tried to get in the second mm. half specifically a, a penalty call that they went down for that, um, you know, would have been the decide would have been the go ahead goal at that point if they'd scored it. And then, you know, he didn't even entertain it and they made the point of like, that's probably not disconnected. You know, he's probably like, I'm not going to give you that after everything I let you get away with already. Yeah. um But yeah, I mean the, the Jordan paper, it's, It's sad because I I really I there's obviously we'll talk about it in a minute, but there's a sardonic kind of joy that you get from seeing Everton suffer. But I don't really want Everton relegated. Like I do because it's hilarious hilarious. I mean it's it's very genuinely, genuinely hilarious. But it would be kind of sad at the same time, you know. Like imagine if the Cubs got relegated and we're a team. You know, it's like I, I don't, obviously I've talked about this before, I can't really quite bring myself to that level of appreciating the Everton rivalry because they've always been a joke while I've been really into Liverpool, you know, so like, and I'm not from there, so I, it would be hard to ever get there, but like, you know, to me the rivals seem more like Chelsea and Man City and Manchester yeah. United and even you know even uh, guys that have scored a couple wins on us you know that southampton has manages to challenge us more than everton sometimes you know so like um but man that they really came into that game and they thought their only chance was to just be little shits for. and
2: like it half. worked then, for a little while <laughs> oh, it worked it
0: worked it, i mean it gave me severe flashbacks too. Um, There was a game in that, I think it was that same year that they ended up not missing by a point. Um, They had a game in Swansea in just, I mean, it was like January, February. It was, it was miserable. I mean, it was raining. It was Carter or Swansea, I (laughs) guess,
2: I don't and know much was, about Wales, but uh, I believe that winters there are, are not fun. Just cold and <laughs> brutal
0: and miserable. And they, I can't remember if they lost or I think they lost outright. I think they lost 1 nothing to a team that definitely was relegated
2: later that Probably season. Probably like a and John Joe Shelby goal. Yeah. Brings. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: it was just like, it was like the same sort of thing where it's like the other team was so bad that Liverpool just like, couldn't even figure it no. out. You
3: know? <laughs> it's
0: like, it was almost like the the drunken fist style of combat. You're like, what's happening? You just
2: don't know where You're the ball is going to get you on your butt. You
0: know? <laughs> um, but then credit to the substitutions, I think, were well done. I, I have to say, I have never seen a transfer influence a team the way Luis Diaz has mm. this Liverpool team. I can't remember if I talked about this last episode or not. I don't think I did, but, you know, for a guy who obviously isn't the best player on Liverpool by a fairly long shot, I mean, he's Mm. very good, but,
2: you know, he's probably... On a team of, like, very, very good players, yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) Third or fourth best attack player, Mm. and positionally probably isn't even top five. You know, you look at Trent and Virgil and Salah and Allison, probably even, you know, some of those guys that are clearly superior but just he's got I don't know if it's a swagger Um, I mean it is a swagger the speed you wouldn't even think speed would be a different element they already had Mane and and uh, Salah so you wouldn't Mm. think speed on the wing was anything they were lacking although those guys have obviously gotten a little older but he just it's just something about the shot of life he brings into that team and he creates something every time you know he's He's on the pitch. It just seems like he's dominating that mm. touch he had um, in the box. When I'm trying to remember now, I remember that there was a play, but um, there was a specific touch he had. People who watch the game will remember better than him right now. But like, he just made it a, such a big difference, and then you know, obviously helped contribute to that goal. And then Divacarigi, I don't. They should put a special clause in. His contract, he should oh, yeah. just get to bounce because that,
2: like, the like, crazy the thing about that is that was a total miss hit. Like, Diaz, oh, yeah, he totally wanted to, to go for goal and he just miss hit it. But, like,
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> Divac yeah, was butting like it was a pass the whole time, and it was the only one, to yeah. Get it.
0: And that's the thing, like, Divac Origi should have a special contract where he just gets to bounce from team to team that's playing Edmonton or
2: Edmonton ever same, same difference <laughs> if he
0: if he well pretty much yeah <laughs> if he got to play exclusively Everton um he MVP would be, for sure he'd be yeah. golden boot winner for golden, sure. Golden boot. <laughs> like, for sure um oh here's the here's the touch I'll put it in the show notes for you that I saw again um he stopped across like with a foot behind his other leg for, ostensibly Ooh, for no reason yeah. but just to be just to be cool and just think to, it's
2: like it's such a luxury it. that they can go from like that front three that they've had this whole time mm-hmm. and then throw in someone like luis diaz who like fits in so seamlessly and now you have like someone's gonna come off the bench and be fresh in like the 60th minute and just run at you again yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and you already thought that like um that uh last year when i got um Oh my God, my my brain is broken today. What is What's happening? Their, the Portuguese guy, you know, the striker. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> oh my God, I'm, I, I'm so embarrassed. Uh, I can see his face. Oh, that's the worst. Oh God! And now this is strikers throughout history. Liverpool forward today. Are you talking
2: Diego Jota, perhaps? Is Jota. That, uh... <laughs> thank
0: you. God. I don't like that. Was I don't usually do that with sports. I think I'm. I think the Florida water is infecting me or something. I think it does the
2: sun. Um, yeah, the yeah. sun. It's a very pretty, strong pretty sun much, down there. I'm pretty
0: much screwed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you thought getting him alone is just like, you know, he was so good last year, and they've got guys on this team like who don't ever see minutes. Takumi Minamino was dominant in the League Cup. Um, And is he never gets a Premier League game? Yeah, I think it's just a testament. I think the they were really missing some. The first couple times they went up against Manchester City, they had arguably Liverpool, arguably had the better starting eleven that whole time, but they never had subs that
3: Mm.
0: were impact impact guys. You know, they had guys like. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and, and Diva Carigi was always a sub back then, and James Milner, all guys who were are serviceable, very good, not even serviceable, fantastic. Would start on probably fifteen plus Premier League teams. Yeah, but like they weren't they weren't the kind of killers that Manchester City could bring off the bench. You know, where you're like, how the hell is this guy not in your starting eleven? And yeah that's like, oh, that's the big city thing amana is in your story yeah weather, i was
2: thinking about this the other day actually steven because i was watching the city game and i'm like they mm-hmm. how good would their second 11 be like where would they rank in the table like top 10 maybe like easily. like mid table?
0: yeah <laughs> i mean the, the, i feel like especially because the second lower half of that table has gotten worse i think in recent yeah. years but like yeah, it's just like okay. So you just you have that.
2: to have like it's a challenge like that, you're you have to have quality that could start any other team in the Premier League essentially. Let's
0: genuinely <laughs> I think this would be an interesting let's do it with Liverpool because I have Liverpool up. Okay. And then we can look at at um City. But so from Liverpool, it would be Adrian would be the goalie. You're looking at uh Kanate and Joe Gomez probably as your center backs. Um, with Let's say uh, James Milner and, and Simikas as your winger, wing backs. Then your midfield could be Nabi Kata, Jordan, Jordan Henderson, and your choice of Oxlade, Chamber, Chamberlain, or Curtis Jones. You could start Diogo Jada, Luis Diaz, and Minamino, um, or Rigi or Harvey Elliott. Mm up front like that's 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 team's not getting relegated for sure yeah Um, like especially close i think oxley chamberlain
2: yeah noxley chamberlain i think like could run most midfields in this
0: yeah Yeah. he's really good he's been so snake bitten by injuries and now Mm. it's he's in that classic i think it's such an awful catch 22 that it happens in soccer where it's like What he needs is like a run of 10 games where Mm. he can just play and be healthy and get his confidence back. And that's literally inconceivable that he could get that at Liverpool. Like, uh, even yeah, it's like the uh, the Shakiri
2: trap where it's like if this guy could just get healthy games, yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, even like Tiago and Fabinho Mm. don't get like. 10 uninterrupted games on this team, you know? So like your, your sixth choice midfielder certainly isn't, but I really like him. I, I would assume he'll probably want to move on in the summer. And I hope he gets to go someplace, you know, mid table where he can really be good and, and and show his skills without having to constantly beat out world-class players, you know?
2: Yeah. Um,
0: and then we should do it with Man City, too,
2: because... Yeah, so uh, City would be Zach Stefan as your starting goalkeeper. That... Okay. A little, little sus about
0: that after what we saw last time.
2: But... <laughs> like, we don't have to talk about it, but that, that was a very saveable goal, Zach. <laughs> yeah, that was not, not ideal. Uh, please keep going, great. though. Uh, I don't know who... I guess it would be Kyle Walker and John Stones, maybe? as their center backs? Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think, because, like... Very... City do such a good job of rotating too that like everyone mm-hmm. plays a lot. Um, Zinchenko maybe I know he doesn't get the yeoman's work of the starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, midfielders, Ilke Gundogan,
0: Jack Grealish is not a starter there most
2: of the time. Yeah, Jack Grealish doesn't start. Fernandino. What
0: thought I mean,
2: it's getting old. Have, but
0: how do you have Gundogan and Grealish? As not everyday yeah. started Like imagine being just... that good. Yeah, <laughs> imagine being that good. They do. Grealish, Grealish, I would say, has been a, a pretty massive disappointment
3: this year.
2: Yeah, Grealish. Uh, you'd have like Grealish and Sterling, perhaps, as like your attacking core. Mm-hmm. But City would City do need to uh, kind of refresh a little bit with some of their depth. But I think that's just yeah. where they're at in their cycle. And then they'll bring in Holland in the summer, and everything will be fine. But. <laughs>
0: Yeah, of course they
2: will. But yeah, Liverpool like right now are probably the deeper team. I would say, but I I think Pep does such a good job incorporating everyone, though. That Uh yeah.
0: I really want to, I really want, I mean, obviously I want Liverpool to win the quadruple for all the reasons, hmm. but I think the funniest one will be watching FSG then still justify not spending money in the off. Well, <laughs> so, you want to, you want, why
2: would you, we want every, everything. <laughs> why would we spend? Any you don't money? need Erling Haaland. Stop it. <laughs> you don't need name any other free agent.
0: That's right. Um <laughs> Who, I ran would want, there, who would Sorry. even want Bellingham? <laughs> that's right. um Oh, that's right. So anyway, that game ended up being pretty well in hand, and I would say the best moment of the entire season. uh Allison dramatically falling on the. Did you yeah, see had her, that when Andrew he,
2: Pickford did in the first half? Yeah, just falling on a, it.
0: Build a statue of that man <laughs> in that position. I mean, that was that was magical. I'm really, that
2: is probably. Like, my favorite, most frustrating thing in, like, all of sports is when the goalkeeper, Uh like, doesn't have to dive and just kind of, like, goes down with the ball. (laughs) The second time, the second,
0: I'll even be charitable and say the third time Jordan Pickford did that, that should be a yellow card. Yeah. Like, come on. He would literally, like, have full control of it, be not in motion, be completely sedentary, and then, like, collapse to his chest.
2: Like I the think the rest felt bad that ricocheted. a man with normal arms wouldn't fall over. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was a sympathy play for English hero Jordan Pickford. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a scare for sure, but they got through it. With that said, as I already out explained, I really think it's not going to be... I really don't think Man City's going to slip. I don't know where they would. Yeah, I
2: mean, I guess the the thing is, like, both of them have relative well Liverpool's run in is actually kind of tough. Uh City definitely have the easier schedule. Liverpool still have Chelsea and Tottenham to play. Yeah. And they'll be Man United five nothing, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a, why is the why are their club friendlies popping up? They've already played United. Okay. So, yeah. Liverpool have Southampton Wolves, Chelsea, Aston Villa, Tottenham. No, Chelsea's the FA Cup. Okay. I'm just messing this up. All right. <laughs> You're good. Liverpool have has Newcastle, ahead. Tottenham, Aston Villa, Southampton, Wolves. That's there. Okay. I got it.
0: And Man City has <laughs> Leeds, Newcastle, Wolves, West Ham, and Aston Villa. So, yeah, I mean, I just don't see where Man City loses a point there, especially if they don't have the FA Cup to worry about. Um, mm-hmm if they have the Champions League wrapped up, like, I just don't see it. It would be cool, though. I mean, I would yeah, be Yeah, and, like,
2: they're playing people, week. yeah, that, like, might not have anything to play for either, like, West Ham mm-hmm. might, like, in depending on how bad they want to get into a Europa League spot, but <laughs> maybe, yeah. and then Leeds will probably be pretty clear by then. as yeah, well. I, mean, too.
0: I, I guess if there's any positive, all three of... West Ham Wolves and Newcastle are kind of fighting for those lower Europa League spots. So, like, maybe they have something that they're trying to
2: pull off and accomplish. How bad do but... you want that, though? I mean like, how motivated are you? Mean, maybe if, you're, <laughs>
0: if you're a mid tier club, maybe it's the financial win
2: to get into the Europa Conference League. <laughs> I'm just trying, I'm searching, I'm searching for the narrative here.
0: Um, speaking of narratives let's talk about how everton are definitely going to get relegated they yeah for sure for sure going to get relegated um so i mean norwich and Watford are both out that's uh, pretty much determined
2: <sighs> sorry mean, zach i guess
0: not officially but
2: um josh Stefan going down sergeant, Josh sergeant Josh hard i i yeah my brain zach earlier and my brain is gone, what's happening that's you're of water. Sense. just passed
0: it through the Zoom room. Um, So Watford and Norwich are going down, 21 points, 22 points um, for Norwich and Watford respectively. Everton is sitting at 29, Burnley at 31, and Leeds, who has um, won three and drawn two in their last five, really pulled their fast fire. Yeah,
2: there we go. 34 points.
0: So they are probably, you know, I mean, the catastrophe could still be afoot, but it looks Mm. like they're probably safe. Um, I I really just, I know Everton has a game in hand on Burnley. I really just think it's going to be them. I don't know what they have. Frank Lampard is terrible. He's so bad as a manager. I don't know what convinced them that he was, the answer that they needed when they hired him?
2: Because, like, he was given that Chelsea job on a silver platter because he's a Chelsea legend, yeah. whatever. And, and he they still blew it with, like, the best roster in the Premier League at that time. Uh-huh. Well, I guess they were on transfer ban, but, like, that kind of helped them. And, like, Pulisic was in the form of his life. And, and they still, like, he couldn't get it done with that roster. And then you give him a, I guess, like, Everton did spend a lot of money like recently so maybe you think that the roster is more talented than it is but in like Elon and rich arlson are good at times i don't want to like say that the squad is trash because they do have like talented players but i think it's like overrating your own talent potentially or like overrating who you bring in and then also just lampard being a terrible man manager
0: yeah yeah i just don't I don't know. It's been a total disaster for Everton, um, and it shouldn't be, man. I mean, look at the teams that are ahead of them.
2: They should be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, like Burnley should you be. Should should be a, not.
0: You be should be. <laughs> like I, I, Brentford's been fun, obviously. I love the Christian and stuff, but like, mm. you should be ashamed of yourself that Burnley and Crystal Palace and Brentford and Brightford, Brighton are like <laughs> lapping you in points. Like, come on, what? <laughs> I don't know. They're just like there's in to me there's like a class of team that should never even sniff relegation. Mm. And Everton are to be fair like on the bottom end of that class, but they're in that class.
2: I always think of like Everton and Wolves in that same conversation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like you're never going to win a championship in the current structure of the Premier League probably and um you know, but you might you might steal an FA Cup every decade or so, you know, like you should be good enough to be a nightmare for the best teams to play, Mm -hmm. um, and comfortably reach mid table every year. Um, and to me that's like, you know, obviously Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, United are the teams that are not even really even at that class. They're like above that class. But when you look at like West Ham, Wolves, um, lestered right now at least with the way they've been going Newcastle to a lesser extent and then like Everton and Aston Villa to me those yeah. six are like I those put that in like the
2: mid-table teams. potentially yeah. upper mid-table crew yeah and then beyond that it's like Southampton who
0: hasn't really improved relatively speaking this year um brentford has been the kind of the fun story i guess brighton really it just isn't getting enough credit for being where they're at Um, yeah and like
2: southampton is ralph has i think as long as he's there they're always going to be like this team where they're Mm -hmm. they'll load up on talent at some point they'll sell them all has will keep them like up (laughs) yeah
0: um but in any case, uh, I, I really do think it's going to be Everton. I just think the trajectory is not going their way. Um, do you feel very differently about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, the hard thing is, I was going to say, like, I don't know how Everton win games because, like, outside of the United game where, of course, United are just in free fall, like, at that point especially. But mm-hmm. I just don't know how they go about winning games they look like like in the liverpool game they just had no no real options and like richarlson i think made some trouble at times but for the most part when you're like wasting time in the 20th minute of the game i don't know something speaks to that mindset i think of like now you're up against it like everything's gonna be hard um i don't know like burnley i have a hard time talking myself into like burnley being anything but everton also feel dead to me and for like someone who spent the money they did to like be in this position you almost wonder if it is just like a total morale thing at this point like losing a couple more games and they're just in free fall again
0: yeah yeah i mean i guess i guess maybe there's a narrative of like you know they did enough against the liverpool to like hey we could have had something there but like you really got to spin it and is frank lampard the guy who's going to spin that like no mm. so <laughs> yeah i think that kind of solves that question um yeah, so uh, I guess that's kind. Of, I guess that's kind of the Premier League, right? Yeah, Champions League spots pretty much set. Pretty much set. Um, Man, Man United does not have one um, and won't this year.
2: No, sorry, them are probably not going to. What? All the there's still a chance, but I think Arsenal have worked good, especially recently.
0: I know you've been too disgusted most of the time recently to even talk about Manchester United, but like. If you'll indulge me, what do they need to do? Like, how do you fix this? They need to adjust. After the game against uh liverpool where they got pretty handily beat. yeah i mean they got
2: handled by like all of the top um, teams of the Premier League this year it's nothing new yeah, they lost to I Arsenal think, pretty badly also
0: <laughs> but didn't ragnick make a, a comment about how basically like they're where liverpool was like five years ago um and yeah, where they I need to do yeah. the team building and really tear down like i mean i think i, I right. do
2: agree with that in a way like but I think he the yeah. guy to do that though? no so but here's the thing so they bring in eric ten hog so ten hog is the ix coach um okay. got them to much further than they should have been in the premier in the champions league this year and is generally maybe really it was i must have been
0: him who said it I'm, my
2: bad. yeah so well <laughs> ten hog's not gonna start till the end of the season so it probably no, was yeah. ragnick that said something okay. um and like the structure that they had initially agreed was Ryan Hick would coach this year. He'd move up top, essentially giving them a director of football because they don't have one. It's been Ed Woodward doing, mm-hmm. putting his grubby little hands and things. Uh, so the <laughs> idea is he's that. like a,
0: he sucks, right? Didn't he do something yeah,
2: sucky? It just being terrible. And uh, I think it's like, he's very tone deaf with okay. a lot of his statements. And yeah. like one of those people really seems like he just surrounds himself with yes, yes yeah. man yeah mm. tries to take over everything um anyway so they would finally have a director of football in ragnick which is fine he'd be a consultant but eric really is a good coach and kind of a coup mm-hmm. for united but then it like supposedly ragnick there are rumors that ragnick wasn't really consulted on the hiring of ten hog until like later in the process so oh, cool. like are th- yeah so like are their visions even on the same page because they kind <laughs> of are they are similar systems that they've coached before but yeah. ix are more of like a and they both believe in like total like team cohesion and like organization cohesion so that part of it's good and i do agree in a sense that of that feels like,
0: very Kloppian.
2: yeah and i do agree in a sense that like united are in a place like liverpool was where they just need to get rid of a lot of like contracts as well as just players that are really talented all podcast. yeah I who, when Paul Fogba is on his game, he's the best player in the world and he does things that no one else in soccer can do. He just isn't working at United. And they need to move him on, whatever it takes, even if it means just letting him go at the end of his contract and not recouping any of that money, whatever. It's if it means success down the line that you can actually work with. Um, yeah, they just need to like almost clear house and rebuild from scratch, which they can do. They have the resources to do it but do they have like the actual commitment to do it yeah. so i don't know what the who answer is you, i don't who know is there that
0: you would build around
2: that would build around let me look there at the roster here let me look at the squad let me uh and hey obviously De gea has been the only reason they're in the position they are at this point this year no one defensively <laughs> would not bring back any member of that defense uh midfield wise Bruno, I guess I'd, I'd keep Bruno, of course. He's been so good, in Jaden Sancho. So that would be my Marcus Rashford. So I'm going to keep Rashford just because I love him, and even though if his style doesn't really necessarily play what you're trying to build, him and Jaden Sancho on the wings would be amazing still, and I don't know why that hasn't worked out yet. But I think if it gives him more time and Sancho keeps coming into his game, that looks a lot better. Bruno just does things with the ball creatively that no one – you're going to have to pay a lot of money to replace, and especially if you're mm. replacing everyone. Bruno is one of the best, like, creative minds in the Premier League. Uh, defensively, yeah. they got nothing. So, like, that definitely <laughs> needs to be completely rebuilt. When you're starting Phil Jones at a Liverpool game, that is where I say that they are out of ideas.
0: Um, that does seem <laughs> rough. I'm going to be honest with you. That doesn't seem ideal. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to me. I just, I want, I really like, want Manchester United to be good. Like, I don't. Yeah, it's more like, fun. I so badly don't, but I do. You know, it's like, yeah, it's I can't same hate reason the why... Yankees. If the Yankees are, right. are a 500 team, you know? Yeah. Uh, which they were for a few years, and that felt weird.
2: Um, you almost want, like, that's how I think about it, too. Like, you want those rivalry games to have that high stakes. It makes it more fun, even if. There is the like anxiety pin of when you lose, but it's yeah. so much more fun in the build up when everyone's good. Yeah, agreed. Um
0: we can move on, I guess, from the premier league unless you now have that anything
2: else. Now that you've made me tear the band-aid off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I mean I really am interested because it's it's such a I feel so spoiled, honestly, by mm. crop. Like it's I I almost think we undersell how good he is yeah in some ways you know like just there's no weakness to what he does
2: i think it's almost like a credit to crop and a credit credit to clop and a credit to fsg that they like give him the just total control of everything that they give him to like that's something that united just won't don't seem like they want to do, which is odd because the greatest time in the club history came under a man who had his hands in everything and wanted to oversee everything from the ground up. But if you're going to bring in someone like Ragnick, who is definitely more of a front office guy than a coach at these days, and he was a terrible coach this year, then to like not even include him on your future plans to bring in his replacement seems like they're not going to give anyone the autonomy to really do what needs to be done with the team. So it's just in a constant feeling of, I think I said it like last year at some point that they just need to like, I said the same thing. I think that they need to like get rid of <laughs> everyone and burn it down. And here we so are again. It's going well, same deal. Although now they probably have a coach who could maybe turn something out of what they have. But mm. like lowest bar, they need defense. They need to bring in a center back next year. Like that should be item number one
0: yeah yeah i mean you can't do much without defense so you can't
2: you really can't especially when Phil um, jones is starting you really can't do much
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: i didn't want to say it but
2: okay. <laughs> um let's
0: talk about uh some a little closer home. okay you Here traveled to lawrence uh let's uh, first quickly lawrence kansas is it a suburb of kansas city or not
2: <laughs> personally i think not i've been told by people in kansas city that it is i wholly think that if you have to one get on a toll road to get somewhere two if that somewhere is closer to topeka than it is your actual place they're in and like three if there's nothing in between on that toll road i don't think it's a suburb of the place you are but they boo me because i'm right
0: (laughs) (laughs) very nice um Song by the St. Louis band Ludo called
2: Topeka. I don't. That's know if true. You're familiar, but I am familiar with that. Actually, quite yes. a quite a
0: quite a little jam. I mean, what little, I think about you know, every
2: time I even see the Topeka sign, I think about that. Of course,
0: song. yeah. T- Topeka in my head just like generates the phrase catalytic converter. Like yes. Those are just connect like it know, also like helps kids.
2: that there are peanut a lot butter of cars. and jelly, yeah. And there are a lot of Topeka, cars in Topeka without Kelly converters, so that does <laughs> <laughs> <Right to laughs> help, yeah.
0: Um, so how was your journey to not
2: Topeka? Besides that to it be was a cool fun little summer. game. Um, of course, uh-huh. SKC2, yeah, you know, there weren't a ton of people there, so it's kind of fun because you could, I mean, like you walk in, they play at KU's soccer stadium, so it's relatively like quaint um it's kind of mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere on their campus and you know you just walk in it's bleachers you're sitting like two rows off the field you can hear everything And it was a bit of a feisty game too so that was kind of fun um i guess the big thing to talk about is that our starting goalkeeper although i don't know if you could really call him, i don't know who you call starters at this point just because of what the team is but mm-hmm. i went down hard like once a gather a ball and then next second was laying on the ground and no one really quite registered what happened but he has a really bad achilles injury so we had to bring in our backup keeper who played later in the week and did really well yes, also he's the starter now i guess he is the starter now mr creek Um, uh, but outside of that it's a pretty good game i came away impressed with how quickly we can move the ball upfield and i think that Came to just like the structure we stay in on defense. And I noticed this during the Louisville games, and I didn't watch as much of the Minnesota game because it was so like disjointed and everyone was tired and it was bad. But <laughs> like other the structure, that, yeah, itself. but other than that, which is something in game because Lutz has you know, talked about how he wants that same philosophy from the academy, so the two team to the big team. And you see that when you watch the academy games as well of this mm. like tight structure. That second they get a turnover, they can turn around. There's an outlet pass, and within like two passes, they're on the counter attack and in the opposing box. I guess the problem with this two teams we don't really have a striker who puts in a lot of goals at this rate. But maybe you give Anthony Popple more of a rollout and see if he can. And like I was thinking about this today before I go on to the other games, before I go on talking about what actually happened in this game of. Uh, mm-hmm like what we're actually looking for in the players on this team. And I think it's more less of like actually development. Not that that's not a goal for them, but I almost get the sense that they're trying to see who can work next year up on the main team as well, which is kind of Mm -hmm. fun to see when you watch these games, but ended up with a city win one, nothing after Akilah Watts put in a nice little Ezra Armstrong pass. And uh, yeah, it was pretty good we went down to 10 men in stoppage time. Cause they're like, it was getting feisty at the end of the game. There's a bit of a scrum on the sidelines and uh, Schneider turned around and pushed, I guess he thought, and I, when you're, you were looking, cause like you kind of can't see over like the dugout area to see like what's going on at center court, like by the timekeeper. So I guess it was the fourth official that he pushed. I thought it was like an opposing coach at first, but so he pushes the fourth, the fourth official, official. not smart. Got a red card for that, Steven. Uh yes, that's not very smart. I'm, I gotta tell you, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but it was like what, me watching. One of the I more predictable it, outcomes yeah, that I watching imagine. it, I definitely <laughs> thought it was one of the SKC two like coaches, which also is something you can't do, but at least it's like why is he over there standing over the player? So dumb. But yeah, he pushed the fourth official, so he was done. <laughs> and he had a good game up until then. And he actually played really well in the Louis game as in Louisville game as well. Um but yeah. And then we had a drive back home from Lawrence, so that was fun.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it was paying pain to escape paying Kansas. At least is better than paying to go to
2: Kansas. Paying 250 to get there. I think it was 250. Yeah.
0: So, thanks, Lawrence. Toll roads. Toll roads are like. I would be more into them if it meant that they didn't have. Uh, what's the word potholes but they yeah. definitely
2: you know do um
0: not maybe not as much but so the kansas the ones, ones only... actually
2: are nice because they are at least i don't know maybe just not enough people drive on them but <laughs> maybe that's
0: just being in kansas
2: maybe it's um, a direct correlation to how many potholes we have on the normal uh surface the yeah. streets that that's right <laughs> um
0: but yeah i mean it's one of i'm i'm kind of in the middle on on St. Louis city. Cause it's like on, on city Two Cause it's mm-hmm. like, well, this is sort of our team and yeah. still
2: we're kind of, it's one of those things lacking, like, but I'm not necessarily excited, but like the, I guess I was excited a little bit for seeing them play SKC Two And for the U S open cup, cause they treated that like a big game, but like going through the rest of the year, I definitely don't really care about results. I just want to see like, how do these players look individually and can we, learn anything for next year will any of these guys bring us anything next year
1: yeah
0: um shall we dive into the uh mos table for a moment
2: yeah, so before we move on, Stephen, because I know you're answering me yes. on, but so after that... I would never rush you. I then he play U.S. Open Cup. They It was a pretty boring game. I think we had like 0.2 XG, but we completely <laughs> shut down Louisville, <laughs> who are probably the much better team. I think they, at the time, they were number one in USL. So like that's a tough matchup, and we stifled them offensively, and it went 0-0 all the way to penalties, and then Louisville wins 9-8 in penalties. So again, like we are talking about in the Louisville game, they look good absorbing pressure they look good sometimes being able to find that outlet but more times than not in this game definitely not but they're able to absorb that pressure without like really sacrificing shape which gives me confidence that like coaching wise up at the big level they'll have that kind of success as well but okay let's move on to the table
0: okay sorry i got distracted um i'm very easily distracted Justin. i, I think that was a
2: quick transition too i understand yeah that. i was like i was like he's
0: interrupted me so he must uh want to keep talking and then he's interrupted he me
2: for the fifth time
0: <laughs> um, in the eastern conference let's go to the east because i think it's a i would say a little more what you'd expect um, yeah there's certainly so. some surprises maybe uh, the biggest being um, the defending champions being seventh, but I think that can be explained by their defending champions. And sometimes it's a rocky start to the season after that. Um, but Philly has uh, the lead in the conference uh with 17 points, eight games. They've got five wins and two draws and a loss. That's not really surprising. Red Bulls are good. Orlando's good. Atlanta is um, sort of returning to form a little bit. I guess there's – not at the top obviously but they're mm. at least you know in contention toronto uh, montreal i guess they're a little little bit of a surprise i would think and then i think the other arguably big surprises are columbus um and new england being 11th and 13th respectively would you agree with those as surprise calls? yeah
2: definitely like new england especially since they won the sports shield last year didn't have like mm. a ton of turnover like when you really think about it like outside well, of one
0: they had a turner turnover so. they
2: did have a turner turnover but i don't think goalkeeping is their issue um yeah so I mean, like is it just every
0: hockey is there, or soccer is their issue
2: I, either not being good at either uh, <laughs> yeah maybe they're maybe yeah they're and right like i don't know sometimes early uh, on the last two like weird things happen yeah and,
0: i think it, it's it's right at that cusp where it's like it's eight games so you can't write off yeah
2: And like, it always happens every year too that those who are in ConCap Champions League always have a rough start just because when you're focusing on a game midweek, you maybe rotate for the game on the weekend, but they also drop bombed out that early too. So, like, when do they start to turn it around? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But the West is wild. Um, Wacky. Nothing. There's nothing wacky or wild about Vancouver and San Jose bringing out the rear, um, but then you, then you've got Sporting, who in nine games has managed only seven points. The Sounders, who in seven games have managed only seven points, uh, Colorado, who in nine in eight games has managed nine points. Portland, who in nine games has gotten eleven. Um, that's your bottom six right now in the West at least I would say four of those teams are probably teams you would expect to have been uh, at least playoff contenders. And obviously it's very early and a lot can change, but um, pretty shocking to see those four in a row nine to 12. Wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, I would say Vancouver expected San Jose definitely expected. Sporting, like when you think about it, they're obviously very good last year. They've been but so you, yeah, consistently and you don't have,
0: solid for so yeah. long that it's surprising, but they have seen a lot of player movements. And, and like
2: Alan Polito out for the season, yeah. that's yeah. what it is. Um, so right. I'm willing to like write it off as that, but there have been like some, in, some interesting things going on. Like Daniel Shalloway has been bad for how good he mm-hmm. was last year in his turnaround year. It looks like that may have just been a one-off and like people in KC are Like not having any patience with Pierre Vermees in this team, so it'll be interesting to see how that develops.
0: I uh, I I do want to get to the top seven eight in the Western Conference, but I did really quickly forget to dunk on how bad Cincinnati still is. (laughs) I mean, it's no surprise. Please please do pass up on the opportunity. Uh, Seven points in eight games, uh, the worst team. Yeah, the worst franchise in MLS history. Absolutely. by, good, by a good by a wide margin is this year um, four or I, year five
2: I, You're year four right And they've they won golden so, spoons yeah. in each year of their existence so yeah i mean it's hard to beat that and they fool me each year each year i think okay maybe they won't be quite as bad this year maybe they they'll the game. be on embarrassing no they, they aren't. aren't though steven
0: I think, you know, I went to Cincinnati a couple of years ago, kind of a cool little town. I would like to go to a game there.
2: Mm. Um, they always, but, their stadium's always packed. So it's like, yeah, you know, the fans are still into it, which is like, if you can do that with a team, that's God awful. <laughs> maybe,
0: turn, maybe turn it around guys and yeah. really see what's possible. And it's okay. I'm not too mad about it. Yeah, no, me neither. But I uh, just had to get that dig in. All right. Top eight in the Western Conference, Nashville in eighth place, 11 points. Houston, 7th, 12 mm-hmm. points. Real Salt Lake coming through the fire to get 13 points. They will fall off almost us.
2: Yeah, they, um, they must
0: definitely have... <laughs> <laughs> But, hey, you know, celebrate it while you can. Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, Minnesota, eight games, 14 points. Very good start for them. Probably another team that I don't know if I expect to be. Maybe maybe on the edge of the playoffs, but um i don't know i i just really think a lot of those teams we just talked about are going to make a move up and somebody's got it yeah.
1: in dallas like, sorry
2: god no i was gonna say especially a team like seattle who has just been bogged down with champions league games that like they're too good to be 11th in mls or in the western conference you know
0: yeah for sure um dallas is in fourth place um maybe they're going to actually commit to um, having some talent rather yeah. than just selling some talent. Jesus Ferrer has be interesting.
2: been, yeah, Jesus fair has been very good. And they gave him a DP contract to keep him in Dallas for a little bit longer. So that's fun yeah. to see
0: um, LA galaxy. And third LA FC and first, neither of those are surprises, but perhaps, I would not say, to me, the biggest surprise, Austin FC, yeah. all right, all right, all right, is in uh, <laughs> second place with 17 points.
2: Yeah. Did very well. Five this is another goals, one. one loss. This is another one where, like, if you look at the record after Jersey came in last year, like, they were, they had a pretty good record, like, the mm-hmm. after that transfer came in, but I wouldn't expect them to be second in the West. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I think that's, it's you know, if they were fighting for playoff spot, Mm. great that's very believable but um i think being second is is where
2: it's like wow you guys are doing pretty all right for yourselves um yeah like seeing their team and seeing sorry steven i'm cutting you off like all night
0: (laughs) you're fine it's that Florida water i'm just a little slower
2: yeah um like seeing austin do this and seeing nashville do it last year gives me like some i don't want to say confidence because i don't want to feel overconfident about what city is going to do, like given what's happened to Cincinnati and they talked a big game too, but like seeing they both had like the top to bottom approach that I feel like we're having, like gives me some confidence that just having a competent run front office is going to do us a lot of good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty fair. Um, I'm really excited about our team. I think we'll slot in well and, you know, at least be on that kind of playoff bubble early on and, and go from there. Um who do you think is currently is a is a preseason early early season surprise that you think has the staying power, and then who would Ooh. you say does not?
2: I think. I mean, do you want to think of Lafc as a surprise? Maybe not. Uh, let's. I don't know let's... it's
0: always hard for me to <laughs> say like an LA team is a surprise that they're mm. doing well. You know. Yeah. But maybe I should. I mean, I think like, like Philly. <laughs> recently. Looking at
2: like looking over to the East, I think the Union. Being top of the East is maybe a bit surprising, and that I always expect them to be in that like two through four spot, and maybe like flirt a little bit with that title, and like be number one and winning supporter shield. But I've never felt like they've been deep enough, and especially with like them constantly bringing in youth products and people from their academy and doing well to integrate them, but like they've had a really strong start even playing CONCACAF Champions League and I think that this might be the year they actually can stay around. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean I think uh I think I'm I'm ex- interested by Austin FC because I feel like hmm. I feel like they can stay in the playoff mix. Yeah, I think least, so too like, even if they're not second. Yeah. Um but um you know, we mentioned it with Salt Lake. I think they're certainly falling off. I would be kind of surprised if yeah. Montreal was a playoff team by season's end. Um
2: Jordy Mahalovic factor.
0: Yeah, exactly. I would uh, I would label those two as the ones that I think, yeah, probably not sticking around forever.
2: Yeah, I like guess. Toronto's doing that thing where they just needed to be like in conversation until the summer, then they'll be good from there. So they're they're doing everything they need to do.
1: Yeah
0: yep um anything else oh cha- Concacaf champions league you want to talk about that real quick
2: yeah so tonight is the first leg so Concacaf champions league do two leg things still um where seattle's playing pumas pumas currently up one nothing here as we talk a little little live update um round one isn't or game one's in pumas in I get, not in Pumas, but you know, uh, <laughs> inside of Puma. Inside of a Puma, uh, which it's raining, so it must be a large Puma. And then two will be in Seattle, which will be an awesome environment. Which so it'll be interesting because no MLS team has won since 2000 when the Galaxy did it. We've been getting close the past couple of years, and mm-hmm. like I think the next step to challenging Liga MX for who the best team and who the best league. In North America, is and then potentially the Americas is finally one upping them and more often in these Champions League matchups. So if they can win. That'll be good. But the real question is, Steven, are they better than Defense no. Force FC when they won in 1987?
0: No, no one is better than Defense Force FC. Okay. Um, is that team still in action? Most important question. Looks like they are. These are very recent um recent photos of the defense force FC and police to renew oldest rivalry in TNT football so are they actually a defense force or were they originally so founded in
2: 1974 defense force FC is the nation's most successful club uh the nation being Trinidad and Tobago yeah
0: which (laughs) is like saying that
3: (laughs)
2: that
0: interstate 64 is st louis's nicest interstate
2: (laughs) congratulations
0: still not saying a lot
2: maybe oh yeah i think that's true (laughs) uh let's see so yes they are still active they definitely are past their glory period their glory period was when they won 15 titles between 1974 and 1995 uh, oh, including, man, I shouldn't
0: laugh at that. That's an incredible accomplishment. It is the trouble sports.
2: of National League trophy, the Trinidad and Tobago FA trophy, and the Concacaf Champions Cup. So
0: that's very. I mean, that is genuinely impressive. Yeah, it's don't phenomenal.
2: look any deeper into that because I think that would have been when there was no US league. And <laughs> 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 but still, like a team from Trinidad and Tobago winning. Still, beating very someone exact from exact.
0: Mexico. Yeah, I'm I'm blown away that the CONCACAF Champions League has existed
2: um, for this. I am, too. Honestly, I was like looking through, like seeing, you know, when it would have started. And yeah. And
0: I would like to use our uh, growing and powerful platform on this podcast and this podcast network to formally. And I hope you'll join me in this, uh, Justin, formally demand that fifa include defense force fc um and allow me to not only include them but let's say import them to the premier league or yeah. any league in europe that i search
2: you know make it you um, gotta start the lower league just make it a little more reasonable but... yeah yeah and i'll start
0: like the championship <laughs> um and just dominate it just just run train on the championship teams and then... yeah
2: steven i will say they have not been uh Trent and Tobago's CONCACAF representative since 2002 so a little oh. bit of a reclamation project there that's With, disappointing uh, it's, it's, I don't know they might not still be around so their last bander they list was in 2015 uh, uh like is that just do you think their Wikipedia page just isn't up to date What's I would, I
0: would uh, confidently say that their Wikipedia page <laughs> is not to date. Um, whether or not they oh, do
2: exist, I think either links way. Links to I, a I Facebook really page.
0: About their Wikipedia page not being up to date. Their
2: Facebook um, page is still active, everyone. Go follow them on Facebook. Uh, there we go. 562 followers. Fantastic. We make it <laughs> 564.
0: Um, <laughs> Real quick, we mentioned the championship. Fulham and Bournemouth coming up next year, looks like. Um, I guess not Nottingham Forest could still win a, a guaranteed spot, but um, then Sheffield. I don't remember exactly. Is it four teams in the playoffs? How does it work? Is it one? So, two guaranteed spots and then two guaranteed, the and then the like playoff? three
2: through six. Yeah. No, three through. Yeah, the next four in the playoff. Yeah.
0: So Bournemouth and Fulham right now have the guaranteed spots. Forest, Huddersfield, Luton Town, and Sheffield have the. Um, playoff spots I really like I feel like Nottingham Forest is the kind of historic team that deserves it most um but the idea of of Luton Town being a Premier League team is so slapstickily hilarious to me that I really want that to happen
2: yeah no that needs Um, to happen actually
0: (laughs) just imagine like that is that's bordering on what was that um what was the team that Tottenham had to go to in a marine, when they play marine, in, yeah, <laughs> in the FA Cup a couple years ago, like Luton Town, I realize they're not Marine FC, but just imagine like Manchester Close. City traveling to Luton Town, the, the town, Luton.
2: town of Luton. <laughs>
0: is that like I bet that's like a, a London team too? Oh, right? it has to be,
2: doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we always think of the top Premier League Luton brands. Like... shirt, sure. I guess
0: not. I guess it's like a real tiny town, but let's see. Where's I don't know English geography enough, but I think that's separate. Yeah, so it's a it's its own town. Forgive me for assuming otherwise, but
2: um, Luton, UK. What's the population of Luton, UK? Uh,
0: let's let's find out together, shall we? Uh, what would you guess the population? Well, earlier we said the uh, Valencia is a Valencia is. Villarreal, Villarreal
2: is 50. Villarreal, Villarreal, is Villarreal
0: sorry. Uh, so uh, first of all, gr- greater or lower than uh, Villarreal.
2: Man, I feel like this is a trick because if it's like a population center in England, it's all one big thing. Right. So <laughs> well,
0: that is true. <laughs> uh, that's a I would say yes,
2: bigger than Villarreal. Okay.
0: You're correct. Um, what would you guess size wise?
2: Let's say, oh man, it's you can't have a town in the name if you're like over one hundred thousand, right? So like seventy-five. We'll say seventy-five thousand.
0: Luton, to, Luton is, I guess, Luton is a city, and then it's Luton Town. But a, a staggering two hundred and twenty thousand citizens. What? 220 2,043 citizens to be specific.
2: Luton Town, um, come play in the MLS. You'd be fine. With a
0: population density of 14,000 people per square mile. <laughs> Which is so upsetting. Oh, I guess, if is that a, like. Picture yourself.
2: Is that still considered like a London suburb in a way? I it guess it's must like. be, right? Has to be. Is Luton a London Suburb. so it's like kind of in 35 that... 34
0: miles north. So yeah, basically.
2: Yes. Okay. That may make sense. What's, a the, north what's north. the population density
0: of St. Louis City? <laughs> Just <laughs> compare and contrast. I cannot imagine. All right, let's see. Population uh three hundred and one thousand density, forty eight hundred people per square mile. Okay luton town has three times as many people jeez imagine there were three houses for every house you're in this like crowded city and you're
2: from luton (laughs) (laughs) i can't
0: like europe you're broken
2: yeah that's bad i
0: couldn't do it man i don't i'm like too much of an introvert that wouldn't work for me
2: that i'm definitely die. i've decided that england is not the place for me as much as i <laughs> love parts of it <laughs> i feel like i could do like a well
0: i'm enough of a like bougie person though that i couldn't even do like a cottage in the wilderness because then hmm. it's like i need my creature comforts and stuff yeah you know so like it's just not for me man
2: uh villa though Looks like a beautiful city. Yeah, yeah <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah, I could move to Monaco. I could make that work, you know, or somewhere on the Grecian coast. Yeah, I think I need there. to be along
2: the Mediterranean is what I've decided. I need where to be uh, in the islands or along the Mediterranean.
0: Yeah, where is it that uh, Bussio plays? I could definitely live Venezia? there. So Venice? Yeah, yeah Venice is beautiful.
2: Um, uh, oh, yeah, Venice. Dude. Venice is just very um, Italian in every way. Yeah,
0: but... I love to uh, let me share this shot of of um, or Villarreal Please, yeah. Stadium because I love these old cities where this completely like spaceshipian and soccer stadium rises out of like. 200 year old
2: (laughs) there's like there's no
0: parking there's nothing i mean it's just in the middle of a city block
2: it's like a a historical area right next to it
0: (laughs) pretty sure there are there are apartments that are essentially inside of the stadium yeah have
2: you ever uh so vio in la liga let me let me bring this up because they're in madrid but Mm -hmm. When you see the stadium right about Kano. Essentially, like if you live in this apartment complex, you have like free tickets for life, I think is what they uh-huh. say. Because there's no way that you can't just like see the entire game. I'm not selling this well. I'm
0: excited to see it. Okay. Oh, by by cool. the way, the um Vegas Golden Knights have officially missed the playoffs take the that. golden knights went to three straight shootouts with their season on the line and their shootout shooters went 0 for 17 in that stretch so, so not great
2: not good so you might think like these are some bougie apartments but it looks like just like a random south city three-story oh, apartment which I want is that. just That's incredible. flopped down right next to their stadium <laughs> i mean if you're paying for those
0: uh those ballpark village apartments you're probably playing Paying three grand a month, but these are that's incredible. Yeah, never move. How could you ever move? You couldn't, you couldn't. Ah, Europe is terrible, and I love it. <laughs> um, I wish I wish our stadiums were just like just in the planted in the
2: neighborhood, just like, like yep, you tried to make room in an already dense city. I mean, like, that one, had... <laughs> do you remember what that looked like? I vaguely, vaguely, it
0: was like, I mean, it looked basically like. Uh, a soccer state it looked like a soccer field in like a county park and there were houses like here this is probably the best shot i can get of it because it's not like people take photos of marine FC stadium very often but
2: they don't um, even have a logo when you look up there yeah scores you
0: could literally just sit in oh, the man. upper bedrooms of the apartment of uh, the houses yeah. across the street and watch Hurricane score that'd be sick um <laughs> <laughs> It's so wild. What a like. I mean, I love American sports, obviously, but some of the traditions and just realities of, of British soccer and really European soccer just can't mm. be. Um, I feel like we've gone a long time here tonight, which I'm yeah. very okay with. But do you want to wrap this thing up?
2: I think so, Steven. I think it's about that time.
0: Yeah. Um any final words for our audience?
2: Uh, no, we, you know, we talked enough about buildings and stadiums tonight. So I don't think we need any more of that yeah that's true uh
0: we haven't done flags in a while we'll have to say those until he comes
2: back but um
0: very exciting finish to the Premier League season coming up. Uh, very exciting Champions League final, potentially in the offing. Uh, MOS season in full swing. I'm sure we will be back soon. I'm sure MLS City or MOS City, St. Louis City will make more news.
2: <laughs> a uh, in water future. <laughs> uh,
0: but until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and or weekend, depending on when you're listening to this. And we'll talk
2: real soon. Adios
1: found god in a catalytic converter in topeka on a monday night i taste blood every time i think of summer if that's true i'm in for quite a treat cause i'm begging for the sun. Do you think you'll get away from the past As you start yourself Just to make it through till midnight Consider what you might have